Listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong based gaming podcast where we play games badly and then talk shit about them. And it's been a while. Apologies for that. I just had an image, right, of that start being, oh, you're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming. And like the person who downloads it and listens to just being like covering their ears, going, la, 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 no, I'm not. (laughs) No. Why would you say that? Yeah. (laughs) Don't, Don't tell anybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Look, it's been a while and uh, work's been crazy busy, but I think we're on the downswing now. So hopefully we'll get a couple more of these episodes out. Um, but I wanted to talk to you, Jace, just quickly about a couple of things that mm-hmm. have been teased and or released. Yes. Have- how did you go with Gutter Bowl? Uh, what an absolute shambles of a thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, long story short is I went, I, I looked at what was there and I went, right, it's a pitch that's basically a sevens pitch with some terrain that I could totally make. Um, it's an great. 11s pitch. Yeah, that's what I meant, that one. <laughs> it, yeah. I have an 11s pitch and yeah. I could I could cover six squares or whatever the hell it is with something like I could find something to suit. So there is absolutely zero need for me to have that pitch, but I'll probably get one anyway. Yeah. There is the rules. I would like the rules. They would be helpful in playing of the game. Um, but that's, that's kind of it. So I looked at it and went, yeah, I am that person. I will buy it, but I am really curious to see how many they actually move on this because if they just release the rules in a Spike magazine or something, I'd also just get that and be done with my life. So I contacted my friendly local gaming store and I spoke to the nerd fairy at Throw the Dice and I said, hey, pre-orders for this. Do you want to pre-order me one? I probably wouldn't bother pre-ordering literally any others um, unless somebody really desperately wants one. And he went, yeah. And then he spoke to me the next time I was in store and he goes, oh, I tried to pre-order and nah, no, we weren't allowed to have any. And I said, what do you mean you weren't allowed to have any? And he says, no, they, they, the allocation was all taken by larger stores. He goes, so don't stress. Like if you want it, if you need it, go and get it. Like it's all good. I couldn't couldn't help you. That's fine. And I thought about it for a second. I went, I'll buy it, but I don't need it now. Like I'm in the middle of a sevens league. When am I going to actually play this? Um just just get it to me when you can, if you can get it, if it's going to be a retail thing. I don't even know what they're doing, but bloody silly. The thing that gets me, right, and I, I was the same. I, I tried to pre-order through Rich as well, and no luck there. I then walked into GW mm-hmm. and spoke to the store manager there, and I said, hey, you know, today's your you know, delivery day. Can you just let me know if you're going to have a couple of copies of Got a Bowl for sale on Saturday on the shelves? 
And he goes, yeah, no worries, I'll let you know. And came back to me and said, no, we didn't get any. You're a bloody wine store. That's what you do. They It's sold out online, so it's back up for pre-order. It says pre-order, but it says temporary sold out online. This is the first Blood Bowl release since Amazon's, which was what, which October? It's enough of a piss off by itself. Like, there are still teams of legends sitting there. There are still ones that haven't been updated since the 2020 rules came out. It's now 23. And they're releasing Gutter Bowl, which I'm on board for. I will buy, shut up and take my money. But where the hell are my high elves? Where are my vampires? I don't care. They're a silly team. That's um, why I want them. No, they're silly. They can go away now. Um, you said that. No, I've been watching a bit of Monty Python recently. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a silly sketch. Let's stop it. Um, yeah, like, I just don't understand. Like, obviously, I also, yeah. I also don't want Tomb Kings or Chaos Dwarves, but I want them more than I wanted Gutter Bowl. That's a lie. But I think they should be released more than Gutter Bowl. Like they should be, they should just exist already. Look, gone are the days when we were getting three or four teams a year. You know that went down to two last year, and then it's been nine months since we've had anything to do with Blood Bowl. Forgetting the Forge World star players, mm-hmm. and they haven't produced nearly enough, obviously, because it's been really hard to get your hands on it, and it's it's just a pitch. Interestingly, though, what it seems like they have been spending some time and effort in, Blood Bowl specifically, is sending cease and desist orders to 3D sculptors. Oh, really? And not necessarily cease and desist in the way that they're like, stop producing these, but it has been claims around sculpts that are close to what GW have produced and they're like, nah, this is too close to our IP. You need to modify it so it's at least okay. more. But they've literally gone and I've seen quite a few sculptors release new versions of previous sculpts where they've just made adjustments okay. to, to vary it enough. But that is where they're putting their time and effort into. Well, GW's always been very... Hard and fast on that. Yeah. Well, release your own bloody team and then we'll talk because at the moment. <laughs> Look, I get that. I get that. Um, and, I mean, that's one of the ways they're protecting their profit margin, which is, again, it's kind of fair enough. But, you know, another way you could increase your profit margin is by releasing some bloody teams. S- sell me something. I would like to buy it. <laughs> but I can't because the store allocations have been sold out because you made too bloody few. And the the thing that gets me right is this feels like a very Games Workshop. Like if I go back to what the hell was it? Um, Warhammer Quest. Mm -hmm. Same deal. Like that thing sold out in stupid time and then it was order only and like then they had to adjust how they were doing it. Like that was all as well. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like. Surely you know how many of these things approximately you like. Is your forecasting that bad after this many years in business? Mm. Frustrating, frustrating. I mean, I'll get my hands on one eventually, I'm sure. 
unless they're stupid and only release it very briefly and then just don't produce anymore. But I can't see why they. I, do I have that. to. I have to assume that at a very least they'll do a made-to-order type deal. Yep. Um, and I can order one. Or if they just release the rules and I say, screw you. No, well, that's the thing. I mean, they've got it. I'm assuming that they'll have an almanac at the end of this year like they have in the previous couple of years. I don't know what they're going to put in it because they haven't released anything for it. No, it doesn't So work. maybe the gutter bowl rules will be in that. I mean, they will be it. It's not even like that's it. Yeah, so far. Until the vampires come. I really hope they don't do them just to fuck with people. <laughs> or if they do do them, I hope they re-release them exactly as is without the, the fabled extra positional. Mm-hmm. That would give me the giggles as well. Because <laughs> people are expecting something wonderful and I'm really hoping they're just vampires. It'd actually be really nice because, I mean, vampires have been the, the rumour for a while now. But it'd be kind of nice seeing as we haven't had last two releases. So what have we had? We've had Gutter Bowl. We've had, there was that token forgettable upgrade to Dungeon Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then there was Amazons. Mm -hmm. It's been that long since we've had a team. Like It'd be kind of nice to have something completely new. Just just something. Just just make something. Release Lanesh. Oh, mate. I would buy the <laughs> shit out of that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on from Blood Bowl talk, uh, Epic. Epic's coming back. I saw this. This is this is fascinating. In that 30K, did I see that right? It's yes. like Horus Heresy. Which I don't know how I feel about this because the the issue for me for 30K is it's really just a paint job, which is the difference between a lot of these armies. It's kind of, um, yeah. I mean, yes, but also uh, what I like about it is, is it continues to be an army game because it's not just three big stompy things mm-hmm. on a table. Um, so if, if it becomes a situation where it is pretty standard rules for kind of the same shit, maybe with a, you know, army-wide special rule or something. Cool. Everything's suddenly viable. Um, the the playing field is level. And Epic was always one of those kind of niche games that had a huge community support after GW dropped it. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of stuff that's available, you know, on the, the open market or the 3D printed market or any other market that you, you could dare to dabble in. Um so I'm really curious to see how that plays out as well. Um, but also the, the Horace Heresy kind of community tended to be the more narrative, fluffy kind of true rather than the, I'm going to make a thing that does a thing so you don't get a turn. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. Look, I'm kind of excited. I've still got my epic chaos models from way back when. Still got the box. I've still got the little bloody stick of flags that they you can attach to each of the bases. Adorable. I know, right? And um, I mean, the chaos that came with minotaurs. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm kind of intrigued, and this could get me back into playing in the 
science fiction version of Warhammer mm-hmm. universe. I was going to say 40K, but it's not 40K, it's 30K. Yeah. But I haven't played 30K, but so I can't it's... tell you back. No, but also Epic was also very A, objective focused. So it wasn't just about murdering things. It was also a little bit more I go, you go than, so it had a kind of reactive play style as well. I think there's a lot of really good things about it, um, which is why it kept such a strong community. So, and painting that scale is mm-hmm. kind of fun and easy. I'm like intrigued. it's great. I haven't painted any of the little ones that I've got from years ago. I mean, they take contrast paints beautifully. Mm. All the detail is in the model. So you basically, and particularly when we're talking things like space marines, like they're 90% one color. True. Pick your color, add some detail, done. Now rinse and repeat 8 billion times. (laughs) I am intrigued. I am intrigued. I'm going to have to see what comes in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want. I want to be very excited about it, and I'm holding myself back. Look, I'm not very excited, but I'm. I'm. You know, mildly, mildly curious. Yeah, slightly aroused. Yeah, I'm like, look, I'm not sure yet, but you know, start putting the finger there, and we'll let you know when to stop. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Speaking of contrast, what sort of hobby have you done? Um, I have, what have I been doing? I have been painting things. I, what did I, oh, I painted a thing for, for, cause throw the dice has a thing. Um, at That's the right, moment, they have a 40 K thing. Yeah. They have a 40 K thing. Um, and I enjoy a good excuse to paint just something different. And I enjoy an excuse to paint something that I don't normally do. And, a deadline that actually gets me doing things. And this, this is all of those things. So for the first time in forever, there's a whole song about that. Um, but without busting into frozen, um, Why? what was I talking about? You were going to bust <laughs> into frozen. <laughs> I was, um, no, I haven't painted a space brain in like forever, probably since the last games workshop painting competition that I had to paint a space brain for. Um, so it's been a while. So I, I found a space marine and I painted a space marine. It was it's great. Really good too. So that was that was fun. I disappointingly enjoyed it. Like it was <laughs> they're fun to paint. There's a really good mix of I mean, I feel like they're probably going a little bit too silly with the detail now on some of them. Particularly some of the leader beans type characters, right? But it's a really good mix of flat areas and some detail and some opportunity to go right exactly where do you put highlights on this thing. Um, they're, they're kind of simple shapes, so you can mm-hmm. kind of go back to basics there. Um, and then there's a bit of everything. There's a bit of skin and there's a bit of glowy shit and there's some metal and there's some, you know, you can weather it up. I, I just, they're a really good blank canvas and that irritates me because I don't really want to paint them, but they're <laughs> fun every time I do. So did you do a particular, I'm trying to, I might bring up the picture rather than talk to you. I might actually answer my own question. He's, but... a, he's over there. 
with um, your particular chapter or well look i i started with an idea in mind and then i i kind is. of stumbled into the dark so the original concept was trying to come up with something some way to make sort of like a black paint like a black chapter armor mm-hmm. paint scheme interesting and then i i kind of highlighted him too light and a little bit too blue but i yeah, kind I'm of didn't hate it no, no, no. So you won't see black because I, I did that and then the plan was to pull it right back. But I got to there and went, oh, actually, I don't hate this. Maybe I'll run with it. So <laughs> I kind of ran with it for a while. So it's this kind of grey, bluey type steely colour, but not quite steel. Um, and then I was chatting to somebody about it and I'm like, well, now I don't know what other colour to do because – and he's kind of, it's kind of space wolfy. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. And then we started chatting about 40K lore, of which I'm clearly not up with because he's like, oh, because they did this kind of second founding, Primark founding for all the original legions. So your Ultramarines and everything now have these, they're not prim- the uh, Primaris, mm-hmm. the, the big space marines, right? And then you were talking about that a little bit more and he was saying that – um you know, if we talk about things like Space Wolves as an example, because it was looking a little bit grey-blue, he's like, there's now this, like, Primaris Space Wolf successor chapter, effectively, or chapters. He's like, and it kind of opens up the door for, again, do whatever the hell you want, because they're not lo- they're not old enough or developed enough to have the wolfiness yet, because they're all brand new off the 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 cloning floor um the rack yeah so you can kind of go with that so that's kind of that's where the yellow idea for the secondary color came from on his little shield thing i went well that's kind of a space wolf secondary color we'll do that or red we'll go yellow um and the challenge i suppose for that was i also had a lot of gold non-metallic metal Mm -hmm. on him and then trying to find a balance between things that looked definitely gold and things that looked definitely yellow was yep. the bit I wanted to play with there. So trying to make the gold look gold and the yellow look yellow because often they they look very similar, at least when I do them. Um, so, yeah, it's been really good fun. Uh, he's sitting up on the shelf. I'm going to take him into the store um, tomorrow. Yeah, <gasps> tomorrow. Yes. Um, so I take him into the store and that's him done. And then I went back to basics and started putting paint in my Amazon team for this season. Yes. So we've started doing them, um, trying to find a good way. I mean, to, to distinguish positionals, right? Every, everyone kind of looks that like it's not like you've got beastmen, Mm-hmm. As a position or a skink and a sword, like they're they're harder to differentiate. And I have scaled the models slightly differently, and then I put nameplates on them so you could tell the positions clearer again. Um, but I'm going again, trying to go back to basics and go on the old um, traditional blood bowl color scheme. So the mm-hmm. the blitzers have red feathers and the blockers yep. have green feathers, and they like just try to give it as much differentiation as possible. Um, so. I've basically, you know, probably 80, 85% of the way through the four positionals and the linemen are still black and gray, but um, that's fine. They're easy to tell apart at least is what I assume will work no, for no, the next long. 
Um, I mean, you've also got the, the name tags on them, so that's going to help. Yeah, <laughs> that might help if they're facing the right way, though. Um, but also, irritatingly, the name tags don't fit in the ball market holders. Oh, no. Because okay. now they're bigger than 32. Yeah. Oh. So, anywho, the minor technical difficulties, I've lost my ball marker anyway, so it's not really an issue. Um, but That's true. That's true. I've got the Charlie Victor um, skill rings now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they once you've got one of those on, they don't fit in the ball. We're, we're going to have to make a slightly bigger ball token, aren't we? Just a fraction bigger. Yep. Just a bigger. Just need a slightly bigger hole. All right. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yep. So and speak. I've so <laughs> far managed to succumb not buying Charlie Victor skill rings because they've released the new ones. Mm-hmm. But that was mainly because I couldn't decide whether I wanted to buy the old ones at a discount or the new ones at the the new price. Uh, it got too hard, so I just didn't do anything. Um, but no, the Amazons Amazons have been fine in that I've just gone back to doing pretty much a straight slap chop. They're just a whole bunch of black and white highlights and then a bunch of contrast over the top, and it's just it's just a really fun way to get shit done. Mm-hmm. So no, I totally it's, agree. It's been brainless, but. But good fun. How about you? Um, I have not been painting an awful lot. So the one model that I have done is the Tyranid, like, oh, Homogont. I think that's what they're called. Is he a Termogont uh, or a Homogont? Has he got a uh, gun? He's got a gun. He's a Termogont. All right, there we go. Thank you, Mr. 40K. Homogonts have got the little raising sharp, pointy claws. Jeez. Doom. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like they're like the bunnies of the tyrannid world. Anyway, what behind the rabbit? Tis the rabbit. Um, <laughs> it's going to be very Monty Python. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did that. That's for the Warhammer Geelong uh, Gauze Blaster, Blaster Green paint event, which incidentally you have to order in Gauze Blaster Green because it's not a regularly stocked paint. Which is interesting. Luckily, I still have it from the from the old edge days of Citadel. But this one, yeah, same sort of thing. So, slap chop, uh, the black undercoat, and then grey dry brush, white dry brush, and then contrast over the top. And then what I've been doing is using that contrast to then layer. Mm-hmm. So. The contrast over the the grey and the white shows you which bits are sort of raised and highlighted. Mm-hmm. And so leaving the depth there and then just sort of painting over the bits that are lighter. And I did him a green-purple colour, so very Joker colours or Hulk, depending on which way you go. But... I'm really happy with him. He kind of pops. I've finished him up. I based him. Uh, I don't know if you can see him now, but well, he's had, yeah. But I have seen. You have seen pretty yes. much what was done. I did do a little bit more highlights with the with the actual gauze blaster green, but the general idea is the picture of what you've seen is what he finished with. I did those, um, and it was my first attempt at it. But those little like lines that you see on a lot of tyranids on their armor. Yeah, 
And they scale. Oh, no, it's not scales. What is it? It's carapace. That's it. That'll do. And that actually wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And looks somewhat decent. I'm yeah. quite happy with him. So no, it's come out really well. And he pops because he, it's that bright mooch green, you know, almost goblin green type color that just it just pops. And with the the contrast in the in the shadows and yeah, no, I was really happy with him. So I've done him. I'm doing a similar sort of style, you know, that whole contrast over the zenithal mm-hmm. and then highlight up with yep. my lizards, but it's taking a lot longer on the lizards than it is. They were um, looking so pretty. I mean, they're still good. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little airborne, but uh, it's just taking time and I've got a whole team of them I need to do at once. So the Saurus, they're, the three Saurus for the Sevens team, they are highlighted up on their skin and just not sort of need to do a couple of details on them and they should be good to go. It's just the other ones that I need to highlight up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much highlighting I'm going to do on the little skinks because the blue kind of works. They've got enough scales on these models uh, to sort of make it work. I might do a little bit of touch highlighting on them, but I don't think I'll do an awful lot. But that that's probably my next... Goal is working on them, and then Rich's forty k thing. When does that finish? Uh, end of month. End of month. I think I it's reckon. the end of this month. I reckon if I've got another Death Guard guy lying around, I could whip him up pretty quickly. Yes, it might you be can. Something to, something to look at because I was yeah. scrolling through my old Instagram photos because I've added so many recently. Um, (laughs) But I was scrolling through my old Instagram photos for some reason, and I came across one which I'd done for another Warhammer uh, paint competition way back when, and it was just one of my old Death Guard that I'd had lying around. And I looked at him, I'm like, that's really cool. I don't remember seeing that model. I don't remember painting him. I don't remember where he is, but I found him, so he's still here. Uh, And if I can paint another one up to that sort of style, yeah. Might uh, throw him up at throw the dice. Yeah, sweet. So that'll be anyway. That's look, aim is to find some time to do some painting, mm-hmm. which has been tricky recently, but should start getting better. Anywho, speaking of hobby, yes. we had a paint event that we did. We did, and it was glorious. And it now was. it's done. Quit living in the past. Yes, so we've done two painted pinks, and so we threw in, you know, sort of a, a curveball, and let's say, you know, let's paint it brown. So we had a number of entries into this. We were looking at sort of creative uses of brown because everybody uses brown in most models, don't they? It, it's one of those colours that kind of is a staple, but it's kind of just the, the in-between bits. Yep. Like in ninety percent of cases, it is just like you know, belts and boots and dirt and shit. Not the yeah. bits you look at. Yeah. So, like, for example, in my termagant, it's the feet and the claws. They're brown. Yeah. And it was just it was 
I wasn't sure what color to do. I did the grime contrast and then highlighted it up with one of the darker brown skin colors. And I was like, yeah, good, done. There's a brown. Damn it. I just wasn't had even intended. Idea. No. I just had I just had another idea for a, a concept, but the, the thing's finished, so there's no point. Oh. <laughs> Too late. Just uh, on that so, whole Pete around people using it for like, you know, claws and boots and dirt and shit. No one ever makes a feature of it. Like I have never seen a glowing brown power sword. And now I want to. Reason. Now I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a second model up for Richard's thing? I mean, I could. Probably so, not Gunner. Glowing brown. Glowing brown. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so paint it brown. We wanted somebody to paint something very creative using brown. So in typical fashion, being a paint event that we've organized, we thought we should probably do something for it. Yeah, I can't ask people to do things if I'm not prepared to do them. Oh, that's not true at all. <laughs> I was about to say, you're not going to ask people very much at all, are you? Or I'm going to ask them a little bit too much. But, you know. So what did you do? So, again, in, in very typical form of I want to find something I haven't painted before and find an excuse to do something I haven't. Like, let, let's just do something different because it, it's not for a, a team. It's not for an army. It's not for a thing. I can just pick something rando out of the blue. Um, I found, was it Loot Studios? I don't even know if it was Loot. I think it was a Loot Studios model, right? Uh, and it, it's a bust of uh, a a punk robot, a, a, a future type like robot. A pimp robot yeah he's he's cool he's got a little mohawk and he's got a little baseball bat with some nails in it and um you know a, a sort of you know biker jacket kind of deal he's you know he's he's definitely fighting the power he's probably listening to some sex pistols or whatever the the 3032 equivalent is um and it was, it was as i said i don't i don't paint a lot of futuristic stuff um I do really like getting something a little bit bigger for these things, which is where the bust is good because it's a little bit bigger, but you don't have to paint the whole model. Um, and conveniently, uh, I had a, a sort of another group of friends chatting away and a, a thing saying, hey, we should all do a monthly paint challenge thing. And that was the model that was proposed. And I looked at it and went, yeah, I can make that work. So multiple birds, single stone, here we go. Um, so... <laughs> But it was it was enough that I thought the fun bit for this would be lots of things that could be brown next to each other and, again, trying to make them look different. So he's got a jacket, a leather jacket type deal that I can mm -hmm. make brown. He's got a baseball bat that I can make brown. He's got sort of a collar and a shirt and things that I can make brown. And then we can see where else we can slot it in. Um but it was kind of a, a the the fun bit was kind of playing with all the different textures and trying to make them look like different materials, even though they were all very similar colors. So, and then, you know, I got to paint a robot, which is always fun. And then right at the end, I got bored and added pink glow because what doesn't work better <laughs> with pink glow? <laughs> so you've 
added pink into the paint it brown. It's definitely, yeah, sometimes they get mixed. And as long as you do it the right way, it's okay. But I did go from brown to pink and, oh. No, that's not, no, that's not good. That's, no. It leads to all sorts of infection. Yeah. Um, now, he's looking really cool. And, like, you've got the sort of layered texture on the on the jacket. and yeah. I, I especially love the mouth. The mouth is really cool to me. Yeah, again, it was just kind of a, a blank bit and uh, i'm like well, what the hell are we going to do here and there's a little bit of a bender kind of vibe in him yes. and i went yeah no i can make this work um and painting straight lines is easier than painting wavy ones so we got like a pointy kind of waveform looking thing going on but no, so that was cool. mine he was fine i went for not very creative brown <laughs> That was that was my effort. I decided to draw uh, do the highly anorexic glart smash rip from Blood Bowl, the star player, the heavily obese Skaven blitzer blocker type position. I'm just looking at this bottle now. He got some boobies. He certainly does, and I did him very very much the same way I did the Tyranid. Very much like Zenithal with contrast and then layering up from the contrast, which for whatever reason I found works best for me. I'm I'm usually happier with those results than I am with actually just sort of straight contrast or trying to paint something without using that. So he's got various different levels of brown throughout his fur he's got sort of skin color but he's definitely got like dark recesses in the folds of the fatty skin that he's got and i kind of did him sort of a, a green and red color for his armor and i even attempted a stripe on the armor which kind of worked absolutely works i assumed that was sculpted in there but no no that's that's just me it's it's not exactly straight but it's pretty good especially yeah, but neither for, is he. well true <laughs> especially for a first attempt at the at drawing a stripe on armor i'm not i usually avoid S- things like straight that. lines straight lines are not anyone's friend on a curved surface it is a ridiculously hard thing to, to, to actually pull off i i am really digging the um the heavy folds in the skin though. Like he's the kind of guy that has to lift up folds to wash in between, assuming that he ever washed, which let's not pretend that's a thing, but you know. I wash myself like, with a rag on a stick. Yeah. Wash under your much. chin and under the other one. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a couple there. That's, that's for sure. You look, I'm really happy. I, I love, I'm really happy with the, like the blue drool, the mm-hmm. contrasting bright blue coming out of his mouth. Um, and I really like, and I've I've ex, I've moved this on to the lizards, in fact. But the uh, what is it? It's, it's like it's not a cape, but the loincloth type thing, which you can see more on the back than you can on the front. But it's sort of a dark, very dark sort of brownish contrast. But I've highlighted it up with uh, towel light okra which is my new favorite thing now, which is kind of like a really light. It's kind of like a mustardy kind of, yeah. 
and so I've done that as well on the the Lizardman base, which I I have done with. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's like the sand type contrast, but layered mm-hmm. up with that orange. Looks, it just sort of pops. So I'm really mm-hmm. happy about that. The other thing I tried too is I wasn't sure how it would work, but I thought, fuck it, give it a go. I don't need to tie this guy into any team. He's a star player. He can look totally different. I did the normal sort of thing that I do, and I even did it with the Tyranid as well, but the black crackle paint on the base over, mm-hmm. you know, I think I put some green underneath to make it look like there was, you know, warpstone glow glowing mm-hmm. up from the bottom. Now I was like, fuck it. Look. And I put the, what is it, the Necron Technical, the Tesseract Glow over mm-hmm. the whole lot. And now it just looks like he's standing on like sort of cracked warpstone. It's quite, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it. I kind of yep. like it. I was, I was happy with him. So no, he's kind of an absolute treat. And yeah. I, I actually, I just got to the, the close up of the face. And yeah, I'm, I'm digging the blue, like the, yeah, the draw. The blue, the blue really stands out, which is nice. Yep. So um, how did I, how did I, I'm just having a look and seeing where I did the pictures. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely focused on the blue in the <laughs> close-up on the face. No, I'm happy with him. So he's a character I don't know if I'll use an awful lot. He is a star player, obviously, and we play a lot more sevens than we do anything else. But uh, my brother did use him for one of our tournaments, so he used I t- that model. I turned him now. into a frog. It was the best. Yeah. Well, now he'll be a painted frog for next time. <laughs> yeah. That's us. Shall we take a bit of a break and then come back and talk the other entries? The real entries. Yeah, let's actually get onto the important shit (laughs) after a short message from our sponsors. Pog form. And we had a couple of entries into uh, Paint It Brown. All of those entries, incidentally, were in the Discord, none on Facebook. I mean, Facebook's correct. to be a kind of redundant thing, isn't it? What's the yeah. new thing? Blue Sky. No, and there's the new one. There's the threads, which is kind of Facebook's answer to Twitter. Okay. That's it's a new one. Blue Sky is like Twitter mark two or something as well something like that yeah they're having Twitter another... without musk as far as i can tell 
Anyway, so, so so you don't get the the pheromones as you walk past it. It's not as spurific. I mean, um, what I'm really saying is that if you're not in our Discord, you probably should be. Because where else are you going to see all these pictures of these amazing models that have been painted up and have some really wild and random chats with people? It is off the edge of the map, some of the, anyway. Anyway, join our Discord. Joseph put a link, I'm sure. Yeah, we do. I'm pretty sure there's one in every show notes. Yeah. So even if you're not listening to this show, Click the link to Discord in the show that you're listening to and you will go to the same place. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds good. But how will they know? No, anyway. So, had a number of entries. Uh, We're going to talk about them more or less in order of finished. So, let's talk about Clinton. It wasn't a race, but this is the way that we're going to do it. Yeah. So, Clinton has posted a, a model. So, because it's Clinton, he's obviously disqualified. Because yeah, let's just call that now because it seems to be what we do. But he has done a dragon. It is is a dragon. Sorry, imagine this. It is a dragon. It is standing on some kind of rubbly temple ruin type things with some skulls and a bit of a, a staircase down into a a pond or a pool or some kind of water catchment that is littered with gold literally it's there's so much gold now i think he's done he can he asked questions to me but it's pretty sure he's just gone the glitter route i'm pretty sure it is but yep. again he did something you know very similar to what you did and it's like a chunky the glitter has a chunk to it like it's not just it's not super fine and what that does is really give the illusion of some coins or something like like there's actual, you know, when you see a, a picture of treasure and stuff and like you can particularly like animated or cartoon ones where you can kind of see like it's a, a gold mound, but you can see some, sometimes like a coin here or a thing there kind of picked out. Um, that's what this glitter does. It's brilliant. Yeah, look, it, like you say, he's done something that I did. But he did it better, a lot better. Like his coins, like mine were just sort of piled on. I did that for the throw the dice, the last painting thing that they did. Um, and it's something about the glitter in the resin as well, which is mm-hmm. just really beautiful. Because he has done a, a pretty sort of hefty pour over the top. So it's like it's like the world's most dangerous wishing well. Yes. Um <laughs> Because it, it is this gold just, you know, under the surface of the water and kind of, you know, you can you can see piles of it under and you can see kind of bits where it's deeper or there's not as much gold in a, in a spot. Um, it's, it, it gets, you know, there's more towards the, the shallower end. Like, it's super clever. Yeah, look, and I really like, like, so he's got this dragon and it's standing on a couple of steps. The steps are leading down to the pool and there's various skulls of people that have obviously attempted to steal from said pool before. Uh, but the dragon, like you say, is just sort of hovering over one paw uh, raised in, you know, sort of almost a rock come get some type. <laughs> you know, come at me, yeah. bro. We smell what he's cooking. Yeah. But being a painted brown... 
event, the dragon is brown. It is a brown dragon. And, and that's not what you, people do. People do not do brown dragons. In fact, I am very curious now from you know, a Dungeons and Dragons type lore perspective, um, A, whether brown dragons are a thing, B, you know how a lot of the time they they change the type of like what a dragon does and it's, it's kind of mannerisms based on the type of dragon or the color. So the red ones are angry and they breathe fire and the, the blue ones have ice or some shit. What the fuck does a brown dragon breathe? I think it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Just Hang on. He says, bouncing onto the Forgotten Realms. Oh, wiki. oh. Is there really a brown dragon? Brown dragons, also known as sand or great desert dragons, are ferocious mm. that live under the desert sands. So clearly this is kind of a, you know an Aladdin-style situation. Um, blah, 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 blah. Things, so things, it's an things. actual thing. It's a thing. Of, yeah, I mean, it's it's Forgotten Realms. It's Dungeons and Dragons. They have an actual thing. It's it for everything. I kind of like the idea of a shit dragon myself. A brown dragon's breath weapon is a line of acid, which reduces most animals to little more than sand and dust. It's kind of like a... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we go back to the original... Adam West Batman Moody movie where they um shark repellent. Yeah, that one. Okay. But you know how they they basically dehydrated all the world leaders? That's that's the kind of image I get. It's, it's that dehydration ray. Like the, the arc of the covenant. Yes. Yeah. Look, I love I love the the gold risen. Uh I love the eyes on this model. It's, just that orange contrasting to the brown it looks like to me and it's it's a really good mix of all right so a couple of, on that it's still kind of in the brown family that orange yellow kind mm. of sandy cut like but it is just because everything is so it's it's brown like everything else is kind of like a leathery brown or a sandy brown and then you've got these piercing kind of orangey yellow bits like it's, yes it's so small, but it draws so much attention, which I, I really think is clever. And he's, you know, layered up the scales and the the wings are sort of like almost like a like Middle Eastern sand tent. Yeah, it's, it's a bony kind of, yeah, weathered hide kind of thing. Like I'm actually buying into this whole sand dragon thing now. I think that could be a thing. Um, yeah, it's super cool. I, I, again, brown, who the hell does a brown dragon? A gold dragon, I would believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, nah, this is, and actually what I, what I like about it too is so many times people do bra- dragons in like primary red or, you know, bright blue or green and stuff like this. This looks plausible, like could be in the animal. It's not. It's a fictional painting. Oh, I'm not entirely crazy, right? But the color scheme looks like it is something natural as opposed to something that is super high fantasy. Hey, this thing's fucking silver. Um, and I dig it because it just gives this, this sense of realism to the overall scene as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be a pond in an underground thing under the desert. I'm just going back. I'm going back as well to see his undercoated version. It's a big model too. Like it's not. 
it's not a, a standard size model. This is you know, a couple of paint pots high. Yeah, he did not go home. He definitely no. went hard. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot going on, and again, it's the the making the whole base. It's the the framing off, and like this is like resin pour number two for Clinton too. Yep. Um, and he is becoming an expert in it, and he needs to show me how to do it. I, I'm now asking him for tips, which is embarrassing because <laughs> I gave him the resin. Um, uh, dear, good on you, Clinton. Look, th- this was an awesome, awesome piece. So, moving on, unless you've got anything else. No, no, he's pretty. No, cool. Do All like, right. continue. Next entry was Samara. So Samara has entered a ranger with an owl. Now, Samara is a big D&D person, and she is new to, newish to painting still. She's entered a couple of our competitions, but she's still uh, finding her stride. And what she's been doing recently has been painting up models for people's D&D characters as well. So I really like, first of all, the owl itself. Mm-hmm. The face of the owl just looks really nice to me. It looks like an owl. You're not mistaking it for anything no. else. And there's actually some, like there's, she's outlined the face of the owl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, like, and some breeds, here he says, pretending like he's David Attenborough, but like there's a real <laughs> definitive line or or uh, you know this definition between the face of the owl and the rest of the owl uh, and she's managed to pull like a really tight fine black outline just to go no this bit's the face yep. this bit's the body um and it just again it draws attention um it makes it really really obvious it makes it super readable um yeah really good like it, there's some there's some little detail in there there is, and like the tips on the the feathers, on the wings, yeah. and the the tail as well, they make the owl stand out. It looks like you know, the there's contrast. You can tell you know, the different parts of the wings and stuff like that. So that's awesome. The ranger himself, I really like the long face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he walked into a bar. Um, he looks like he's been doing this for a while. He's a, 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 I mean, not only has he been doing it for a while, but uh, he probably needs to wash those clothes. Um, he's 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 camouflaged yeah. against his surroundings. Uh, yeah. But again, I, I feel like it speaks to the like it puts him in a setting. I mean, even without getting to the next bit. You look at him and you're like, right, well, I know you're not, you know, I can kind of see where you've been or where you are or where your surroundings are. And I think that's really important in, you know, painting a single model, like you're telling a story, particularly when we're talking sort of Dungeons and Dragons or one of those role-playing kind of things, you're telling a story about this model and who they are and where they've been and what they're doing and where their kind of natural habitat is. And you, it's so hard because, I mean, he's just on the molded base he came on it's not even like he's on a display base or something where you can see oh yeah he's in a forest because there's some trees and there's some shit it's just he's just standing on the little little like he's doing the whole army man thing where they got to walk but their feet are stuck together but um <laughs> yeah it's a very typical D model in that regard too yeah but uh yeah look he the browns on the on the body the uh, the stitching on the 
quiver mm-hmm. as well. It just it definitely ties it together. It gives the character very much a character mm-hmm. and a story, which is like you said, it's like it's highly important for the for D and D games, and you can really get across in painting things like this a sense of the adventures and things that they've been done doing in the past. And Den. And Den. So, yes. You put it in a frame. Yeah, which, which fine, cool. Model in a frame. Yeah, great. And, and then she painted a backdrop on the frame. So, like, literally hand-painted. It, it looks like a little sort of, you know, track through a forest with some trees. And it's like the bit I actually really dig with it is a the textures so you can kind of there's a real textural difference between the foliage on the trees where mm-hmm. they kind of this almost it almost looks like it's sponged or something to get it a real irregular i don't know kind of leafy texture which is super cool um but then the the sunlight and i don't know whether she's taken used a reference for this or, or whatnot but there is there is shadow on the path there is a definite shadow and a highlight where the sun is hitting a tree from a certain mm-hmm. direction, um, which lines up with the shadow on the path. Like, so good. And, yeah. I saw this picture and, and with the background and then it being in the frame with the mm-hmm. background. And I actually had to ask her. I took her aside it and I said, "Did is this a picture or did you paint that? Because I couldn't tell. It looks incredible, mm-hmm. Just like you said. And and she she talked to me about it, and she absolutely had a a piece that she used as reference. Mm-hmm. And she was considering you know printing something out and then painting over the top of it, but then just decided to go with it. And what she's done is just an incredible piece. She was really trying. She was telling me for a whole sepia type look yep. to it. And, and God, hasn't she pulled that off? Oh, absolutely. It's got that kind of, um, and then the, the real easy, is that kind of almost morning sun thing where everything is really kind of bathed in that, that light. So you kind of have this overall tone across everything, right? But she's pulled that onto the background and, and everything on the background. And even though there's different colors, like there's reddy bits and yellowy bits and stuff like that, but it's got this overall sepia overlay um but then it kind of flows through onto the model as well which is separate like so you've got to do that separate to the 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 background which is super cool yeah seeing the model by itself and you think you know there's a lot of a lot of detail on that model but there's a lot it's it's a very dark looking you know scheme but putting that model then with that background Mm -hmm. and everything it just, you know, it's like a carpet mm-hmm. or a rug. It ties the room together. <laughs> no, I really like it. I've, like for somebody that has not been painting very, very much, this is an incredible piece. Yeah. And, and look, I, I really do like the fact that she's gone, again, beyond just the model. Same way that Clinton did, right? He's done, told a story. There's a whole base involved in things like this, but she's taken a different approach to the base. Uh, and instead of doing a, a base per se, she's done a backdrop to it. Um, and I think the only way that you could 
up the stakes is to combine those two and do a backdrop and a base. <laughs> Why not go all out? But it's super cool. It's, and again, it's just a it's a different perspective or a different way to approach that than ninety nine percent of people who have been painting models would have. And I think it's that that benefit of being relatively new to it, not having these preconceived ideas that it has to be on a base and it has to be like this, and you can just roll with something different. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, she's done an incredible job and I'd never say it to her face, so don't pass it on. Oh, no. (laughs) No. All right, moving on. Next up, we have Alice. And Alice has done Squirrel Girl from Crisis Protocol. Yes. Yeah. So first of all, what the hell is up with those eyes? (laughs) (laughs) You're a horrible man. Uh, look, I know, I know, she was frustrated with the eyes, but I don't know. Like the eyes are very cool. Um, getting into the model for like ignoring the joke. That model, the way she's painted it, it looks like Squirrel Girl. It, it, like, the colors are absolutely perfect. I would suggest that somebody has been reading Squirrel Girl comics on Kindle, because it turns out you can get comics on Kindle. Um, yeah, I don't think you're too wrong there. I I would take a stab in the dark right there. Um, I'm actually just being a real jerk, and I've blown it up in browser to have a look at the eyes mm-hmm. um, at like 800%. Um, but I will say, and I know she's beat, she beat herself up about them, right? But yeah. if I look at some of the Squirrel Girl drawings, like the animations and things like, she's... The squirrel, she's got naturally, like they do these oversized, it's almost kind of the, not anime style, but it's bigger than normal, right? They go the big dark eyes. Um, and I feel like that's exactly what she's hit with this. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, this is me looking at it like, you know, at 400%. You then shrink that down to what you're actually seeing on the tabletop and it just reads correctly so i feel like we're beating ourselves up over nothing here um it's a comic character what what the hell is on with those eyes yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're supposed to and look just in i think the colors really stand out for me the colors look spot on the base she hasn't got all alice though oh it's pretty Alice. there's no sequins or no she hasn't gone full alice she's gone Appropriate, appropriate Alice. Alice. <laughs> the rock looks incredible. The the grass and the, uh, the I do flowers. really, I do really like the fact that she's one of those people that mixes up the foliage. So it's not just like one type of grass that laid down. Like there's different colors and textures, and there's flowers throughout, and it actually looks again believable. Yes, um, which is just an an additional layer of effort that 90% of us really can't be asked with that makes such a difference. Absolutely. And I'm just, I'm looking at Tippy as well, the little squirrel on her shoulder and she's tied it all together with a pink yeah. bow, a pink scarf. Yeah. But I was, I was flicking through there and there's a couple of bits I actually really like. And one is I'm pretty sure that her, the squirrel girl tail 
is pretty flat. Like there's, there's bugger all texture on that. And you wouldn't know from the painting because there is a lot of, like she's gone to a lot of effort to create the furred texture of the tail. Different colours, different I happen to have one here. And there's not an awful lot to it. No. And Crisis Protocol, like, are notorious for doing this. They give you something that is supposed to be pretty, like, it's it's fur, and they just don't give you much, if anything, in the way of sculpted texture. So then you've got to go and go fish yourself. And then a couple of other things, like, I'm looking at the the right forearm effectively and actually even the other one bright, but just how careful she's been with shadow and highlight placement. Mm -hmm. So if I look at the underside of the hand that is kind of this dark muted, desaturated kind of gray Brown, there's a pinkishness around the, the fingers and the knuckles. And then you can kind of see the highlight that runs down the forearm. And then you've got the brightest bit kind of in that, that chunky bit of the forearm where she's clearly thought about, all right, where is, where our reflection is going to naturally be and how am I going to pull that off? And where is the light coming from? And I just, that is next level. Um, And then it matches on the other arm, but Mm -hmm. clearly, Clearly the light, if I'm looking at this picture, is coming from the top left because the other arm is less highlighted because it is less close to light source. Like it's that kind of stuff. And then you can see that the you've still got a highlight on the other arm and then it goes kind of more a, a sort of pinkier brown as you go towards the back into the shadowed color as well. Mm-hmm. So again, it's that. And a lot of people won't do that stuff like that because they're like, oh, it's a gaming model and I'll see it from all the angles. But it doesn't matter. That looks amazing regardless of the angle and it creates a sense of, again, light and ambience and, and where things are coming from. So love that. And then speaking of texture, just the kind of the fluff on the bomber jacket, the the collar, mm-hmm. um, that is, again, it's not, it's not flat one color. And I don't know if the, how textured the sculpt is, but she's painted the texture into that to, to make it look fluffier than the sculpt is. Um, and then the same with kind of the knitted gray wooling and legging type situation. She's created a texture in there throughout the highlight to give it a little bit, of, a little bit more realism, which mm-hmm. is super cool. I can tell you from the model in front of me, and this is a model that I started painting I and then saw Alice's and swore and a little bit. And then saw Alice's and swore a little bit, and it's been sitting here on my desk ever since. Uh, there is absolutely texture, you know, Marvel Crisis Protocol texture on the leggings and the boots. Yeah. There is no texture on the jacket. Ugh. It is well, flat. I mean, there is on hers. Exactly. It is. This is absolutely flat. The, yeah. I know, I know it's the sculpt. And I know it's the the seam of her kind of bodysuit situation, but that is some wicked camel toe. <laughs> Goes all the way up. It, yeah, it just, <laughs> that one where it is. Anywho, I love the uh, the highlights on the ears as well. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pop that out because you can really tell even from the picture where her ears finish, and it goes back into the tail. Because that would be, again, really hard to read otherwise. Yeah. It would be brown on brown, looking at it. Yeah. And, she, yeah. Once again, 
Alice does what Alice does and just somehow produces something that looks incredible. Do you know what I can't decide whether I like or not? And this is not an Alice thing. Do you know the Marvel Crisis Protocol bases? You know how mm-hmm. they have that kind of little step down mm-hmm. before you get the, I can't decide if I like it or not. Anywho, that is not an Alice question. It's a piece around. I, I, cause no, I get you. Creates yeah, a the, re- the Marvel bases just in general, like, and this is one thing that I really like that she's done. She's put Squirrel Girl on a rock in grass. A field. Yeah. yeah. Like, every single Marvel Crisis Protocol is in some sort of street. And well, that's when that's where the crises are. Yeah, in the street. But it makes it it makes it very. I mean, it sort of ties them together again. But like, Squirrel Girl on a rock in the middle of the street. They've all got their token rock. We've said this before. There's there's a token rock that every single Crisis Protocol. I'm just looking at three of them sitting around me. But there's always some token thing there. And I feel like they had to do that because they've got the same four sculpted bases yep. that they have for everyone. And the second you want to alter a pose, you've now got to go, well, they can't be standing on flat ground. That doesn't quite work. We have to do something else. But I feel like just creating a little bit of variety in the molded bases would, would fix a lot of those issues. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, so yeah, another awesome Alex pace. It's All right, do like. Moving along, we have Ant, and Ant has done a guardsman, imperial guardsman. I'm assuming it's a 40k type looking guy with a gun and a helmet and a, you know, all luster. He looks like um, looks like a 40k version of the guy from Starship Troopers. I was just thinking exactly that, I'm especially like, with yeah. the face. The yeah. The, over exaggerated, you know, come at me, let's go, ready for this. I'm not about to die very quickly. Would you, to a... would you like to know more? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he has done it's various different levels of brown across the whole uniform. So you got the the really sort of darker brown knee pads and boots and armor, as opposed to sort of khaki type pants and uniform and backpack and all the rest of it. It's a very, like the piece itself is very well tied in together. It, it, and he's gone, like it's full tactical because it even ties into the grass. It's like yes. dead grass on the brown grass on the base, right? The and base matches the model. I love it. Can The base rim even matches the model. And, you know, my my aversion for coloured rims aside, it's actually not the worst because it's neutral. Um, But, again, you can kind of pick that, you know, this model, they're like, well, this is the environment, so we need – we don't want to stand out, so we need, you know, some kind of clothing and and stuff to suit – the environment and so the challenge here though is you've got brown on brown on brown on brown where it's shoulder pads on you know shirt on vest on um on thing and they're all shades of brown you need to distinguish them so you can tell what a knee pad is and what a uh, you know trouser leg is and what a boot is 
but you also need them to tie together so it looks like a single uniform. Um, and I feel like those two things really work against each other and just make it hard. But I can see the shoulder pads and the helmet, and I think I, the, the choices he's made on colors around what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick this brown or this shade of the brown and go, right, well, this is armor. This is heart. This is helmets and shoulders and knee pads and stuff. And then here is my base kind of uniform brown. And now I need a variation on that for backpack, which is not hard. It's, and and the, the bedroll swag mm-hmm. thing and his shovel and holy shit, there's so many. And like this kind of greeny brown thing he's got going on, the grenades that are hanging off it. I'm not sure if that's a safe way to carry grenades. Um, <laughs> so I love, the, I love the highlighting that he's done too. So in order to you know really accentuate and, and separate those browns, you're highlighting, especially on the legs and the, the the jacket type thing. Yeah, it's a bit of a almost a stylistic choice, but again, it just goes right. Well, here's where the jacket ends, particularly where you've got the jacket, which is the same color effectively as the pants. Mm-hmm. How, how do you give it some separation? And it's this really kind of stark highlight he's done. But what it does is, a, it doesn't look unnatural like it could be a trim color or something like that but it just means that it's really clear looking at this very brown model at a glance you'll be like well it's completely readable because i know i can see all the different bits that make it up absolutely like oh, i'm just trying to uh, let me just let me try your trick open in browser open a browser and open then zoom in browser. He's definitely Rico's Rossnick, so like, yeah, there's, there's a whole. And it's the Imperial Eagle on the helmet type thing. Yeah. And the I'm gun. Sure. Oh, the gun. Is the gun got shades of brown as well? I think so. I think it's. Like a darker brown underneath the black. Yeah. <sighs> like, it's, it's, it's everywhere. I would, you know, has it Bloody against hand. I know, right? What a jack. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure that he's qualified to uh, make repairs to the, the T100 technical helmet, but um, <laughs> this movie has so many good references. I'm not sure if that's 100% correct, but anyway, it, it's given me severe Starship Troopers vibes, though. It definitely has. Oh, yes, yes. Have you seen the sequels? <sighs> When you say sequels, does that imply there was more than one? Yes. I reckon I've seen one. I think I think the first sequel was very much a big grade straight to DVD or even yeah. VHS. I think the third one was actually decent. I'm trying to remember. Uh, first one you can find on, I think it's on Disney. But you can't find the, the other ones. That's That should give you an indication. Yeah. I yeah, I'm like not... I'm pretty sure I've seen the, the first sequel, but not the few subsequent ones because the yeah. first one was bad enough. I'm like, let's just leave. I think the a third very one good had movie. Casper in it. Oh, I just, <laughs> let's just leave the movie. The movie was good. Yes. I do like how Ant has, has one of the proper butt plug paint model holders. So fancy. Oh, yeah. All right. So moving on. So to speak, let's go back. Now, I deliberately, back. deliberately left this to last because Dan 
has entered a couple of things. Show off. He's painted a model, finished it, and gone, I can do more. Painted yeah. another model. I can do more. So there's three particular models that he's entered in uh, or painted up. Uh, let's start with the first one, the Hulk Hogan Chef. Oh, that's – yeah, okay. I do need to go back. Yes. I was at the Way bottom back. two going, which was the first one? No, yes. there he is. Very much Hulk Hogan. Uh, and I love – I mean, Dan is a phenomenal painter. Like, just – sits there he buys you a lot of board games off kickstarter with like the thirty-seven thousand extra models and then paints them because why not he so he has always been exceptional i've always loved his painting and like the three of these and absolutely no exception to that we've got uh hulk hogan with this massive sort of knife and a cleaver hanging from his apron. And he's sort of gone, like, I'm, I'm looking at this. This looks sort of the same sort of style that you do with the... Is, it, is this non-metallic metal? I am not sure whether he's gone non-metallic metal or whether he's done very similar style with metallic paints, which... Mm-hmm correct is the moral of the story um but no there's there's a real particularly around because he's holding a knife and he's got some on his belt and stuff like that and i think they're metallic paints it's a very good silver if it is metallic paints i think they're metallic paints right but instead of just painting the whole bloody thing silver and then giving it a wash or whatever he's picked out edges and highlights and scratches and shiny bits right and actually given it some some texture and some life to it. Like it's got a blade. It's got a sharp bit on the blade. It's got an edge to it, which is very distinct. And you can pick up the the edges of things and where it's picked up light because it's not just an all over, um, which I really dig. Um, equally, I'm looking at his, he's wearing like a big kind of butcher's vest kind of or apron kind of deal. And the texture and colour throughout is glorious. It's kind of this hidey, browny, pinky kind of colour, but then it's got some some deeper red through it and it's got some beigey kind of highlights. It's got, some, again, some variation. It looks like worn, used kind of you know, leather apron it's, it very it looks very used. Yeah. Not particularly well cleaned, but definitely no. used. Um <laughs> the other the other thing I, I super dig on this is the skin tone he's come up with. And mm-hmm. I don't know where it's come with, but it's almost got like a a greenish shadow undertone to it and then it kind of gets more and more yellow and pink towards the highlights and kind of the meaty bits but in these shadows and the underneath it's almost like a an olivey green and i dig it because it makes him a look menacing and b not look particularly hygienic and he is what i think he's a butcher so he should be hygienic and he's it just the added level of ominousness I think is is cool. Just again, he's got more of a story. He's a bit greasy. 
I love I love the face as well. The it's very much a Hulk Hogan mustache, but the eyes are spot on. Yeah. That looks, one eyebrow. He's yeah. just raised one. He looks like he's very very good at his job. Mm-hmm. And he's preparing for the next. Or he's very bad at his job, but no one's game to argue. <laughs> one of the two. One of the two. No, I love it. I love it. Uh, I do is... appreciate the way that Dan takes photos from every angle and then just puts them in one. Yeah. I mean, it proves you're not cheating and just painting the front of a model. <laughs> Because who would do that, AJ? Hey, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Not speaking from experience at all, are we? No. Uh, the second model that he's done is from Marvel United. Yes. Oh, there's a tie-in. Incidentally, Marvel United, great game, amazing game. If only someone was giving away a copy of it. That would be super handy. I would get in on that like in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. All you need to do, like the post on Facebook, tag a friend, and let us know your favorite Marvel character. Do all three of those and get into the draw to win the core set because this is a, it's, it's a fantastic game. It is a pretty much go-to game when we're not war gaming, so to speak. But here's Dunstorm. Now, Storm, obviously, with the brown skin, but the the thing that stands out to me about this one is just the level on the white. So much white. That is a terrifying model to, to tackle just because white, a, a partic- particularly, I think, the Marvel United style of models Mm -hmm. because they are so crisp it's so clean it gives you that real kind of comic like look where you kind of feel obliged to paint them in those kind of flat clean colors and then you add white to that mix and you're like mother it's it's not going to be fun for anyone but he's done it so well like the 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 cape is almost sort of grey in parts Mm -hmm. and leading up almost the same like with the underneath the hair it's darker than the actual hair and the highlights on top and he's kind of picked spots so he's almost gone that kind of cell shaded approach where the the grey and which is really a light grey shadow has a definite end he's picked the spot that it ends um in all those, like on the hair and on the shoulders and sort of on the uniform and stuff, and he's given really definite lines to go, here's where it stops, which really ties into the the overall type of sculpt that they are, those kind of real stylized models that mm-hmm. they are. Um, super clever. And yet, if I look at the and skin... The highlights too. Highlights on the face. Yeah. Where has he gone? That the different approach, and I suppose the eyes and things have got real definite start and stop but the skin still has a real gradient to it and it doesn't look out of place like he's picked the right balance between where do i pick a definite cell shaded shadow and where do i still add some transition and some blend and some you know movement from one color to another because it doesn't have to be everywhere yeah very clever no i love it 
I love it. That's it's just a really and you can go with Storm. There's various different costumes and ways that you could paint her up. And to do the full white is yeah, take game. a brave choice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so for the last one, he has done a werewolf, which seems appropriate for a brown. Because this thing is all brown. Is, is brown skin? Is brown fur? Is brown? Yeah, it's almost almost all brown. I it's will good. say, I went back. I went back to look at a couple of the work in progress shots just while we're bouncing around, and um, I like his paint holder. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is not a Games Workshop one. It is definitely a, uh, a like a printed version or something like that. But it's the bottle cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, star- very clever. I do like it. Anywho, back to the model, the werewolf. Uh, yeah, look, it's various shades of brown, and even you know, the, again, he's done on the skin various different levels and highlights on, and it all looks very natural. The Merkin looks darker than the other fur. He's got bits of white on the chest. Um, He's just spot on. Yeah. Hands, the palms of the hands. And the the one I really dig is kind of the effect around the the fingernails and stuff where it makes it look like that kind of red, sore, almost infected like it there's a definite horror throwback to this and it's kind of that classic horror werewolf situation mm-hmm. where he's again it, it's kind of angry like the you look at the hands and you can kind of see it's been mutated out of a human hand and it's not real comfortable um he's equally, a little cross about it yeah he's yeah mildly frustrated um but again i think Clever. The bit I really appreciate with this is the variety in color across surfaces. So if I look at the um, the bottom hand, and again that kind of grey color he's got on the shadow of the mm-hmm. underarm, right through to this kind of beigey pink for the the palm, and then you know I'm looking at the legs. I'm looking at the the variety of colors he's got in the two legs and how they differ because one is brighter than the other because it's more in the light um there's there's pinks throughout it or red color throughout there's some mustardy yellowy greenness to make it but there's just nothing looks out of place nothing looks like it shouldn't be there and nothing looks like it's unnatural but when you start digging into it there is such a variety in color throughout which i I really dig because that's kind of how stuff works i mean you know your, your hand isn't the same color as your arm which isn't the same color as your elbow and I feel like on something this size, like we're talking miniatures, we're talking models that accentuating that and kind of bringing more attention to it without going overboard um, is really, really clever just to lift the overall readability and interest. I think um, something I've been trying to work on is is trying to get interest into the, the shadow. So it's not just a darker shade of your base color, but it's actually got some other stuff going on. And he's nailed that in spades. Don't know. Like he has done, there is so much, so many different colors on something that is completely brown. Yeah, it's brown. But then you're looking like, well, that's grey and that's pink and there's some green here and some yellow over here and this is almost a little bit bluey and it's 
yeah, there's so much to it. Um, Dan's painting, I, just in general, like just blows me away. It's it's such a cool approach, and it feels like like you can feel the the painterliness into it. It's not like it's not coloring in. He's actually painting the model, and I really dig that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's not just trying to to color inside the lines and make the red bits red. Um, but there's a there's a real understanding of of that. Like I, I would love to see the palette at the end of that paint session. <laughs> I there i've i've long since you know throughout the whole time we've been doing this i'm quite open with my painting capabilities or lack thereof uh, but there are there are two painters that i incredibly admire and i got each of them to paint me up a warband for underworlds and i'm i'm very grateful and proud of both of those one of them is the uh the dwarfs with the you know the steampunk dwarves that you mm-hmm. did uh, but the other one is a Chaos Warband that I got Dan to do for me because his painting is incredible and he's just shown it in spades just on three models here that he's these entered in and he's just going from strength to strength. I love it's it. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So apparently we have to choose a winner. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> do we? Look, I don't know. Look, um, the idea, obviously, paint something brown. Most creative was the way we said it. Uh, What we've got is a handful of incredibly painted minis that I think everyone should be incredibly proud of. And, you know, everyone's done an incredible job. I think we've, what we've proven here, which is really what it's about, making sure I'm right. Um, but it, brown does not have to be a boring color. No, no, not brown does not just have to be brown. Um, and I think it really shows the the variety in it and how much it actually does or can be a hero color because all of these entries had exactly that in different ways, um, and you know through different parts of the model. I think it's brilliant. I love it. So well done, everyone. Great. Way to make things hard for us. Rude. <laughs> yep. All right. I think I think for for what we we're going for here and the most creative use and, and doing something different, it's coming down to pretty much a coin flip between two models. So, Clinton with his brown dragon, yep. The resin, the gold, the 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 way that the dragon looks, you know, the wings that are different to the scales that's you know in the orange eye. Everything sort of pops on that model for me. And I, yeah, I, I love his I, resin I, work. I do, and I really, I really enjoy the fact that it. It, it kind of tells that little bit more of a story as well. Like it, it doesn't just feel like a single model. There's mm-hmm. a real sense with the whole piece. He's clearly, you know, painted it specifically for this and gone, right, well, this is the story I'm telling or this is the scene I'm recreating. And that's really, I think it's really appreciated and it really shows 
when you're looking at it as well that you yep. can kind of feel this underground layer kind of or a cave or whatnot um and the pool and the gold and the dragon standing over it and the, the dead shit around and like glorious i love it it's yeah it's just incredibly impressive and clinton's very much going from strength to strength like his model for the last throw the dice entry with the that was the kraken wasn't it or this, it was the kraken he yeah. did release it Ah, uh, yeah, no, his his painting is incredible. Um, but I think it's between him and Samara, and and Samara's ranger with with that background. The background is the most creative use of brown that we saw. And I love the fact that it wasn't even on the model, and it wasn't yes. even attached to the model. It was separate, <laughs> and it was just like we're going to put these two things together. And I, I wouldn't do it, right? I wouldn't think of it. I would have to find a way to to integrate those two things. And I think that's a brilliant. B, I love the use of finding a reference that gave because what that did was allow somebody just to level up with their understanding of light and color and the way that 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 affects the overall tone of a whole piece um because then she's been able to accurately represent how this specific scene in this specific light source in this situation looks across the the backdrop and the model separately um which is so hard to get your head across um but then you've got a whole backdrop that's brown but it's different browns and it's it it's readable and it's because of a reason like it is clearly because you've got that overall sepia tone to give you that kind of morning sun kind of glow um but equally i think it it also gives you a really cool kind of throwback to a stylistic choice and some of those those artworks that are that kind of you know that sepia kind of overlay to them so i think you know there's there's multiple references there which is super cool it's almost like a feature wall in a 50s house I used to live in a house that had a wall like that in the kitchen. It was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and I used to make everybody who visited me take photos in front of the the forest wall. Anyway. That does sound like story. a thing you do. It, absolutely. And I tried to make them like hang off trees and things like that and really sell it. And very few people were into it as much as I was. Yeah. So as we've been talking... I think, like I said, it's, it's pretty much come down to a coin toss between the two of those. My my choice for the winner has changed as we have talked tonight, back every and time, forth. Well, not only that, I feel like every time I've spoken about any one of the entries that we've had, I've found reasons that I should award that person. Like every single one. Yeah. As we've gone through, I'm like, this could win because X, Y, and Z. And there is a perfectly reasonable argument for every single one of those entries, which is super exciting as well. Yeah, totally agree. So who's the winner, Jase? Um, shit. <laughs> There's... You like how I did that? I, like, I know, right? I can't, I can't choose. I can't choose. I think, I think for... For style, for um, you know, most creative, I think Clinton and Samara for me are the two. 
Yeah. But I cannot choose between them. So do we have do you have a particular one that you would award it to over the other? Or do we split? There is a button on the console of the, the recording thing that we're using here. And I don't know what it does, but it is labeled dramatic piano. What? And I feel like it's the, the I've got a but I've got a couple of buttons here and I don't I know what they do. Too. No, you I think it's because I'm hosting it. It's like but there is a button here, it's just called dramatic piano. And I really want to push it at this point because I feel like it's important, but I have no idea what it's gonna do. So let's leave that. No, um, press it, press it, press it. Do you want to push the button? Push the button. I don't know of what it'll do. This may end badly. If the if the whole thing ends now and we never find out, that's actually easy for me. I'm going to push the button. <laughs> I, I pushed it. I don't know I how dramatic that is. No, no. There's another one that says drums and another one that says ballpark. And oh, I could, oh, no, I can just add things to it. That's bad. Um, I can so just create our own sound effects, the soundboard going. And I can, just, I can just hit them as we go. This is totally this is, something we need to do. This has opened up a world of – yeah, that was less dramatic than I was. It was kind of more kind of – I don't know. It was the wrong kind of drama. I wanted suspenseful breeze. drama. Yeah. 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 yeah Anywho, yeah, who, yeah. who did we who did we decide was the winner, Brad? Oh, I asked you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. All right. I I literally can't decide. So right. if you have a distinct winner, let's go with that. Otherwise, let's split it I down think, the middle. I think it has to be a split. There is too much to... I, I, it is nominal at best, so yep. let us do the splits. I won't do that. I no. <laughs> it's isn't a visual medium, so they're not going to get. They're just going to hear the cries of pain. <laughs> the, the, the crack and the pop and the. It's absolutely no. I want everyone to imagine that it was it a Volvo ad that has Jean Claude Van Damme in between two trucks. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what everyone is picturing right now. It's going to be fine. Congrats, guys! Both of you, like everyone that entered, like Jay said, there's there's so many reasons that we could choose each and every bottle, um, but we can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, we're we're going to split it down the middle. Clinton, tomorrow I will be in contact with you both after this goes live, and you know once. People have started listening to it and, and spoiling. So never. <laughs> but I will be in contact with you guys. Well done, both of you. That's it's an incredible job, everyone. Thank you, thank you so much for joining, everyone, and thank you for helping us to do a little bit more hobby, and which is really what it's all about. You know, that, like I said, there's no way that Glart would ever got have gotten painted if it wasn't for this. So. It is what I needed in my life. Um, and super appreciate that everyone took some time out to find something and paint it and, you know, take whatever stupid ass idea that we've got for whatever reason and find something that they want that, that includes that or come up with an idea specifically for it. It's, you know, 
we're, we're throwing ideas in the wind and we just oh, at the wall and hoping something sticks occasionally. And exactly. it's, it's glorious when we see people sort of get excited and, and do stuff. So thank you to everybody who thought about it, but mainly to those people that actually got off their ass and did something. Yep. Agreed. So if you, from listening to this, and I'm not sure who's listening to it and why we would and why this would have any effect on you, no, you're not. Uh, but there are a couple of painting competitions on at the moment. We've mentioned both of them. Um, the Throw the Dice Warhammer 40K model. It's just a model, isn't it? Some description. Yeah, there's a couple. of So there's basically little stuff and then there's bigger than little stuff. The other two categories, I think it depends on the base. So the, the only issues there are, or the issues, the only restrictions, I suppose, is that it, it is aimed at gaming models so it needs to be playable in game so no giant diorama bases and stuff mm-hmm. um so it needs to be on the gaming sized model and then it's basically you know if, if the base is 40 mil or smaller it's little and if it's bigger than that it's big seems fair uh similar to that warhammer in geelong have got a gauze blaster green painting event going on at the moment painting comp uh i believe that you're supposed to incorporate cause master green in some way but from the models that i've seen in the cabinet i don't think that's really necessary um, <laughs> makes like the, said, uh, the naming convention interesting but uh, it's just his favorite paint so i think that's what okay. he calls all, all the competitions i should, I, should um, I haven't actually looked at that one i should anyway when the hell is it we got to for that one that one uh, finishes on the 22nd, I believe. Uh, still time. There's still time. Still good. Like we also mentioned, there is a Marvel United giveaway that we are doing. So jump on our Facebook, like the post, tag somebody, tell us your favorite Marvel character that isn't Gambit. Because all, right. all of the entries so far have been Gambit, more except, or less. Except, except yours, which was Cyclops. That was not mine. That was yours. <laughs> <laughs> I went through and I liked a whole heap of posts and then realized that I'd like them on the personal and not the actual thoughtless site. So Yeah, to like them again. You know, the people that didn't know that that was me would never know that that was actually a good thing. Uh, anyway, that's going on. That'll be going on until the end of the month. So you've got plenty of time. As usual, uh, Patreons and only fans and Twitch subscribers will get extra entries because they're the ones paying for the prizes. So if you are interested in supporting us a little bit, there are a couple of options. A couple of bucks a month helps us out by doing a lot more of this sort of stuff and you know, putting on painting events and giveaways. So we really appreciate everyone. Uh, so thank you again to all of our patrons uh in particular no not in particular everyone every single one of our patrons is important but, in but in, <laughs> the the people that pay us too much uh alice clinton kingsley thank you you pay us to get a mention on every podcast that we eventually get around to putting out i don't really want to tell them this but there is zero value in that <laughs> no don't say anything like that uh give us a follow you in a podcast that nobody will listen to yes promotion <laughs> uh give us a follow facebook spotify podbean twitch only fans all of the above 
none of the above. Yeah, we're not on Twitter. We're not on Blue Sky or Red Tube or whatever they call. Um, I did want to mention. No, um, I'll, I'll <laughs> not leave yet. that one that you know of. Not yet. Um, but I did like your idea earlier about OnlyFans calendars. Yeah. We could look into that. We might produce yeah. one of those. Yeah. Then we could sell them at like a booth in a shopping mall like the firemen do. (laughs) I have passed them in the not so distant past and maybe we should. Maybe we should. If nothing else, we're doing them a favor by lowering the bar. (laughs) Pictures of us with our minis in our hands. Now that you've got that image. In your head. Laters. Gotcha. Yeah, you are.